I mean, one, he has to keep going. Two, like, well, he can't we stop. have left him no choice. Like, he can't stop. Like, that seems all just more fictitious now. What, that he can't stop? Or you mean in terms of what, what part of that is fictitious now? It sounds like a little bit of all of it is. One is that he's not feeling any pressure. At least not anywhere near what we think. Right, right. Two, it's not like the oligarchs are going to turn on him. Right. So it's not like this all or nothing scenario. He's just simply doing what he wants. And he's not a madman because he's putting himself in that situation. He knows full well that he has very little risk. You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited that we're doing this podcast. It is seven o'clock at night and it's still daylight out. I can see the sun and it's still March. I, I mean, mean, it's only March. I should say. Maybe by you. I mean, is it pitch well, I mean, black? You, out? You, no, but I, I wouldn't say daylight. Oh, it's you daylight. Know. I mean, I could. it's definitely daylight. Is it not cloudy by you? It is cloudy, but you can see that, that the sun is clearly like there is still some rays of light that are shining above those clouds. No, it's completely cloudy by me. Yeah, but it's not dark. I can still see. I don't see, see any rays of sun. There is well, no sunshine outside my door. There's no sunshine when she's gone. Um, it is. <laughs> I could go outside without a flashlight, unlike the dead of winter, and walk a dog. So it, 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 is, it is bright enough to simply see without any additional aids. I'm you calling got that minutes light. left. You got, you got minutes left. Don't rain on my parade. Do not bring rain on my parade. I'd bring a flashlight. You may not make it home. <laughs> well, it's not as dark as it is out down by you. I mean, you're you, it's the booties over there. I'm just an extension of New York City that no one. You still to got the bright in. lights from New York. Yeah, basically, yeah. We've still got that light pollution, so uh, it's not that bad over here. Uh, maybe exactly. that's what I'm seeing. Actually, maybe it's the, probably it's not the sun. It's maybe the city is just up its square. Mayor Eric Adams institutes a new light policy. I want the city to be seen from miles around. I don't know why he sounds like that, but that's how he Just, sounds in my head. What would what would happen if once a week for for 15 minutes everyone just shut the lights off? Would you think there would just be like massive crime waves like that just could never happen? We've had blackouts before. At least there were blackouts in the city. Back in like 2000 and uh maybe 5 or 4 there was a blackout. Like an intentional one? No, it was no, no, of course, no, no, no I mean intentional, <laughs> like uh, planned. Oh, you mean like oh, because so everyone knew that it was going to happen. Mm. Yeah, and then you could see the galaxy. It'd be yeah. badass. I mean, that that'd be really cool. Do you think cool. we pull it off as a species, or do you think like we would rob ourselves? You want across the globe for a well, national I mean, like, blackout not across the globe because only like oh, half the planet would be in dark, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. That so makes sense. You're right, you're right. So not all right. The whole so the, all right. Once. So the coordinated part of the people who live in the dark half of the world at, at a moment, and then the people who live in the light half can coordinate their own moment yeah. uh, across the globe. Well, across our 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 part of the the world, we do a complete blackout so that everyone can see the stars. It sounds beautiful. It sounds amazing. <sighs> do I think there will be a massive crime wave? Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's too easy. I mean, well, all right. How about this? Why is turning off the lights an invitation for criminals? What's the big deal with that? We're not saying turn off your security. I'm not saying systems. that people will get mugged or anything like that. I don't actually think that there would be an influx in pet, petty crime necessarily. But here's what I will say you are definitely creating one massive cool idea 
for a heist thriller. Imagine, <laughs> imagine some some the UN declares and all the countries unite in some amazing show of brotherhood across like the world, and it means that we'll be shutting off the lights in like a sequence as the globe turns. And, and Nicholas like, Cage comes out and he's like, we need 90 cars in 60 seconds. That's right. That's right. And you got it. The thing is, it'll be like this. It actually probably be the God in 60 second sequel so that you you uh, basically are, are organizing and the heist. The cars are running uh, outpacing the Terminator line as that's like the right. sun is approaching. The sun is approaching. That's right. To, na- to nail every bank oh. they need to hit in the darkness. I mean, that's a, that's kind of a cool idea. It's actually that's kind of a cool, cool. script. That would be kind That's of that would be kind of fun. I I, right. I would watch that movie. I have to admit, not because we've come up with it, but I actually think that would be. In fact, I bet you that's the that's the uh, plot of uh, the next Fast and the Furious movie. I bet you that's I was actually say it. that. That's but probably I didn't it. want to bring it up. It well, I mean, is. it's an amazing it's an amazing franchise, and Jason Momoa will be joining the next uh, the next cast. So uh, the cast, why I not? Say. Well, I mean, of course, I mean, why not? I mean, well, he's amazing, and so and the series is amazing. So why not just uh. elevate it to that next level? I'm glad he's part of the family. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> or that's what it's all about. Vin, Vin, Dom slash Vin, they open arms. It's open arms. And if you if you spend an inordinate amount of time in the gym, you are welcome into the family. There you go. If you're a tall man with six pack abs, you're more than likely you're going to get into the family. There's a role for you. <laughs> A, is it even about car, is it even about racing anymore? Oh I, God! I, no. Last time I saw it's been about racing since was... the third movie. Now we're on like what are we on ten, maybe twelve? <laughs> I'm actually so just losing track. Various scenarios where you have to drive fast and furiously. That's where that correct. comes in. That's correct. Like, yes. what are other situations where you would have to drive fast and furiously besides racing? And that's kind of the genesis for each new film. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's it, they've definitely turned in, into some sort of uh, superhero crime fighting slash, slash hybrid going on here. So uh, they should just do a Transformers crossover. Oh, I, I you know what? Don't don't take my ideas. I had that idea. <laughs> I had that idea, idea about seven years ago. Actually, I said oh, that, okay. I said that where this needs to end after they finish the final film. Optimus Prime becoming one of the family. Yes, is is part of the family now. We're Dom and Optimus share a moment with like optimus is like maybe he, maybe his index finger comes down to hug dom and, <laughs> and and dom says you know when you're transformers your family That's that great. line needs to be in there and i want credit for this because i've come i came up with that scenario a long time ago and are these uh, still are they still michael bay films transformers is he is he still involved? i think he's done with them but uh i know that they're doing i think they were doing like a bumblebee spinoff i don't know where they are right now but michael bay needs to come back I, I'm sure you know. I, I know who does Fast and Furious is it. that the same guy every time or same girl? No, it's different directors. It's been different yeah. directors, but but Vin Diesel has the ex- executive right. I think he's like executive producer and all of them. Okay, that's where he needs to go. Well, there's some. There's something there. There's something there. It's very coincidental. Now I will say I did not hear Antoine's idea six years ago. True. So these are just two things coming together mm-hmm. because it needs to that's happen. That's not coincidence. That's no. Me. It's providence. It needs right? to happen. And I bet you there's other people. There's, there's going to be listeners out there who are like, you know what? That's a really good crossover. There you go. <laughs> that needs to happen. That may be the only way I do see another Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> That's. I think it's going to be the way that the, you know the, the Transformer fan faithful and the Fast and Furious fan faithful coming together 
breaking bread family. in the we're, same we're theater post COVID. It is. Yeah. We're all family. It, it is. It's, it's going to be great. I so just want to see the Autobots sitting at a backyard barbecue at Dom's house. Grilling, you know that's going to be the end. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It'll be like a Joker's thing where Bumblebee sits down on Dobbs like uh, picnic bench and breaks it, and everyone just laughs. I mean, what what I'm really looking forward to is for Vin Diesel as Dob to headbutt a Decepticon and to have that Decepticon <laughs> actually fall back from the headbutt. That's when you know you're watching genius that's what i know wow. I'm, that's why i know i'm in this movie i'm like that that's the when they show me that in the trailer i'm like that's the movie i've been waiting for so i have a question for you does dom two part question spittle too i want does, i want that headbutt to hit and there to be sweat flying off his head and spit to come out of the decepticon's mouth i don't know I want, about fast and furious but yeah. transformers does excellent slow motion graphics they do. Yeah. They, so, I, I, oh, sorry. I do want it to be a slow motion. I thought that was sort of like, I didn't think I'd have to say it because it's, it's a Transformers Fast and Furious spit, like, uh, uh, you know, little cobbled together. I assumed that 90% of the movie would be in slow motion. I, 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 I'm afraid that you'll sit there and wonder when you will get slow motion will essentially become the norm and you're going <laughs> you're going to, <laughs> you're going to wonder <laughs> when regular you know when they'll just do a regular take or something just will happen at a normal speed because so much will be in slow motion now does dom still drive that same car in every film of okay course. i don't want to put you on the spot and you can come back to it by the end of the episode if the autobots decide to clone his car which Autobot will it be? And if we haven't seen that Autobot yet, what will be the name of that Autobot? It'll be Bumblebee because he's the only one that could kind of like become a bit of a. Can I? Can I? Are we still family friendly? If I say like a kind of like a cuckold kind of thing, kind of going, is that still family? <laughs> I, need to, <laughs> I feel like he's the only one that could be a cuck. Like, like you couldn't. Like Dom can't drive. <laughs> Dom he goes can't clean rating. <laughs> I, I think that's still clean. It's not a curse. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like they need they they need a rainbow for the for the rating system of pods. Um, it's like PG thirteen, but yeah, I, I just say I I can't see Dom driving um, the head of the Autobots. Uh, what's his name? Bob? What just said his name? Um, Optimus. Yeah, I mean Dom can't drive Optimus. I mean that that's sort of you know that's demoralizing. You know that he can't he can't just do that to Optimus. Optimus is independent. He's got to be the big truck. So has to be somebody that Dom. Nobody can... nobody rides Optimus. Exactly exactly nobody yeah <laughs> no one puts Optimus in the corner. <laughs> Sorry, um, I was thinking of doing the Optimus voice, but I don't think I can do it. Um, wow, if you could, you actually have the voice for that, so you need uh, to practice that because that I would actually yeah. solid. But. Um, yeah, it has to be somebody that you love and you think it was really cool that they decided to become Dom's car, but also that you don't feel like uh, Dom's riding. Dom, Dom, you don't want to neuter Dom because Exa- Dom drives the car. Exactly. So, right. So it has to be someone that, you know, it's a, it would be like a comic of, relief. I, would I, say. I think helping him, maybe maybe he was in a maybe he didn't want to drive the car the whole time because he's like, I drive the car. The car doesn't drive me. Yeah. But at the end. He kind of admits that he kind of needs the help and that forges the relationship between them. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But he, but it has to be like where Dom's like, you know, you know, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a Dom line, but it has it's, you know, he's got to be like, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. The Bumblebee will add a sticker it. on a sticker to the back window and it'll be like that 
that family and it'll yes. be like a dom sticker at the dom end. sticker on 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 bumblebee's butt yes yeah on, on the, yeah. the car that's exactly right to let him know yeah. to let to let to say that bumblebee is finally submitted that it's reciprocated you know yeah. you're part well, of the family sure. too dom sure yeah. yeah yeah sure yeah you're let's, an autobot let's do that let's let's do that so <laughs> aside from that uh i was excited so the reason i brought okay all right you're right it is now dark but i but i had it was like seven minutes, so I, I could have made it out. Back. I'm excited because I got to see that article right here, right up, right in my face. Senate passes bill that would make daylight saving time permanent. I know. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about that? First of all, I feel before I even read the article, I'm in a pickle and I'm going to tell you why I'm in a pickle, because as long as I've been cognizant of daylight savings time i've loathed it loathed it i've hated it i've hated it so much that in the past i have said on record many people know this about me i've said whoever passes a bill to destroy yep yep, daylight savings time i've said this so many times i will vote for that person for president i've said i will put that person in office is that a marco rubio yep I'm a man wow. of my word too. I hate daylight savings time so much with such a passion that the fact that it might actually be coming to an end and Mark Rubio, <laughs> Marco Rubicon is the guy to do it. I am a man little, of my little, word. Little Marco, little Marco. He might be a spineless jellyfish, but at the end of the day, he came up big to I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. I even like his quotes. I like his quotes in the article. I'll read the article. The science, the science of his argument. Well, oh, well, oh, well, we hold on. Hold on now. Don't get ahead of ourselves. The Senate on Tuesday passed a measure that would make daylight saving time permanent across the United States. I wish I had like a a soundbite of a a corked champagne bottle that I could just pop at that moment. You know, just get that big pop going. No more voluntary jet lag twice a year. Yeah, imagine. Imagine the intelligence of that. The Sunshine Protection Act passed the chamber by unanimous consent. Republican Senator Marco Rubio, also known as Marco Rubicon, little Marco of Florida, a sponsor of the legislation, said he doesn't have any assurance the House will take it up, but it's an idea whose time has come. I mean, they're, they're a solutions yeah. party, Antoine. They're all about solutions. They're solution oriented and they're yeah. action oriented. They get things done. They, they get, get the W. They get they the do. W. They do. Whether it be a, another Bush on the table, but they get W's. They get W's like nobody's business. Democratic Senator Chris uh, Kirsten Cinema, who was presiding at the time of the bill's consideration and who represents represents Arizona, a state that doesn't observe daylight saving time, could be heard on the mic saying. Ooh, I love it. Following its passage, she let out a yes. That's how I felt. Wow. And yeah, we all know. She's a Democrat. She, yeah, she, she's one that always stands up for what's right and, and <laughs> steps up to the plate. So I'm just you know. she, that that makes this bill bipartisan. That means Marco Rubio has done what Joe Biden has claimed to be the master of. He has brokered both sides together but to pass Antoine, something. Where is the where does Mansion sit on the issue? We haven't gotten a mansion, but it doesn't matter because it passed the Senate. So I don't know. I don't know where he sat. He probably was dissenting. He was probably upset that they didn't have to go through him. But guess what? 
that's how good Marco Rubio is. Marco was like, I don't need you, Manchin. I could go around you. And I get all the others to vote. And we're done with this. Coal consumption is going to go down. <laughs> Continues. If we can get this passed, we don't have to keep doing this stupidity anymore, added Rubio. <laughs> I just love how matter of fact he is. I like the ballsiness of this legislation. I really do. I like, I like the passion. Forward. Look at all, everything that's going on in the world. And this is, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I'm not against it, but it's just like, like, what are we taking up here? What is the list of priorities that the Senate is voting on right now? I just, I clearly. Why is this a thing right now? We have to <laughs> stuff going on in the world and they're like i will not take one more day not one more day i love it i love the grandstanding i mean he's he's very close to his own like i have a dream kind of thing going on here they have a venn diagram of like what and in the middle is like what republicans and democrats would vote for yeah he's like we need it we need a win guys we need a win bad have you heard have you heard tucker lately (laughs) like we are taking a pounding um Daylight savings, yes. Like what? It's just, and you know it's what? Like, the Democrats yeah, but- gave it to them. That's what's funny about it. You know, they were like, we're you know we're we're down for it too. You know, they're you yes. see this in campaign ads. The people who brought back the sun. <laughs> I like it. That's good. I like that a lot. That's really good. Rubio noted that the bills delay implementation to November 2023 because he said the transportation, I mean, of course, it's Republicans, right? The transportation industry has already built out schedules on the existing time and asked for additional months to make the adjustment. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island, hats off to Rhode Island, the lead Democrat sponsor, said Tuesday ahead of passage of the bill that this would give us a chance for Americans all across the country to be rid of fallback and make daylight savings time permanent and to add a little sunlight into most people's lives. There, I mean, you were kind of ahead of it. You already got the campaign ads in this, but you're right. I mean, it's bring back the sun. That, yeah. I, the Republicans are very well might run on the fact they brought back the sun. I mean, I, I, and they'll still be against solar. That'll be the irony. Yeah, with abundance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we, we brought back the sun, so you don't need solar panels. That, that might actually be the logic. They might actually say, because we brought you the sun, you could do away with solar. We don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need to harness the sun. We got it to you. Get that vitamin D up. Um. So I'm excited. Is there, is there news that's went like is. So how does it work? Is this like if it was to pass? Or is this it the time the that we're Senate, in forever? It's we're waiting for the now. house. We don't ever turn back or anything like this. Is yes, it. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So already scientists have come out, sleep scientists specifically, and have sort of lambasted this whole notion of keeping daylight savings time. And they've said that um, scientifically, <laughs> we should probably keep standard time. <laughs> So they're saying this is the right move, but, you know, classical Republican fashion or classic. It was a 50-50 polit- shot, right? It was a 50-50 <laughs> shot. We got it wrong. They flipped the coin. They flipped the yeah, coin and they picked wrong. the wrong side. Well, rather than listening to the science, even though they cited the science. Well, the science is kind of a downer. Thing. I'm not going to lie. The science is kind of a wet blanket. It's it's well, sort like, of like well, well, you darkness. Know, Marco's probably like, guys, all the science. guys, we can't say just one more time. We got to do it now. Like, you're like, I'm going to end daylight savings time next season. <laughs> Vote for me and I'll I'll make it happen. But it's 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 more of the ring to it. You know, it's like we brought back the sun. It feels better than we've condemned you to darkness. We follow the science and you will live in 
utter darkness. <laughs> I mean, like it, it's not as popular. Standard. It's not as popular. So they went with the popular one, even though it's not the best time to sit on. But you know what? I don't care. I want it done. Whether we can argue yeah, about you get you get, you get lo- darker winters but brighter summers. Is that kind of what we yielded to? No, you get dark. You get lighter winters because the the time is time is pushed up. Okay. If we went back, then you'd have darker winters because you'd spend more time. Sort so of. So we get more afternoon sun all year yes. round. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, just about. All right. So your morning commute's a little dark, but you get to come out of work and go for a walk. No, your morning commute will have a possibility of having more light, whereas in standard time, your morning commute is dark. Mm. Okay. Because you've pushed the hour up. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, cheers to everyone. I don't even care. Honestly, I don't even care which one it is, just as long as we stop changing the well, that's how I clocks. felt. That's how I yeah, felt. I as even, long as we're done, I I'll, just want to I mean, be done. If, I'm going to be honest. I would yield to the scientists. I would wait one more time if it's actually more in tune with our biology. Our societal constructs are out of whack enough with our biology. I don't know why we just did this to ourselves. Well, it's we like, don't have to wait. Actually, if you follow the science, you wouldn't have to wait one more time. All you'd have to do is because th- this isn't you just going, change it now, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just when we fall, when we fall back, you just never change it again. So this fall or we'd have to change it one more time. Well, no, no, wait, wait. When do we, we just changed it? We just, yeah, changed we just it. changed it. No, no I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying I'm saying w- w- in 2023, we're going to change twice. As opposed to once more. See how this doesn't roll off the tongue well? Marco would be confusing people. People would be asking questions. Well, I'm I'm saying it wouldn't go over well. Now he's like, that's it. No more. No more. I don't care about the science. No more. That's an easier message. Okay, we can't even get it right. We're fumbling all over the place. I'm trying to say that in 2023 is when this actually takes effect. You sound like Marco. I'm trying to say (laughs) that in one more year. I'm trying to say. While I have no control whatsoever of gun legislation in my state, I can control the sun <laughs> for the nation. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The Church of Rubio. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> I can control <laughs> the sun. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just trying to tell you. Little Marco can control the sun. <laughs> I did it, Mom. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, so it's so just letting everyone know. I'm mad at my word. Rubio runs for president. He's got my vote. That's disturbing. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. You know, Antoine, I have a hard time what believing is- that this is the first promise you would ever break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've gone through your whole life a stand up guy. I'm like a stand up man. I, 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 I'm I a cannot, man of my word. I cannot tell a lie. Um, I may oppress millions. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I won't go back on this promise. Yeah, a guy's got to have a code. This is my code. Man who brought, brings back the sun. It's the man who has my vote. Wow. So what do you got? Um, so I actually have um, a follow-up to last week's episode. A retraction maybe of sorts. Uh, it's around the oligarchy thing. Turns out I wasn't the only one asking the question. Uh, there's this NPR article that I read okay. poses the same question I had last week. Yeah. What makes it, which oligarch? is what's the difference between a normal billionaire and a Russian oligarch? Right. So they have Putin's money. It's actually interesting. So I was going to, I thought it was going to be along the lines of what we said. I was actually like, it threw me the end of it threw me. So let's okay. see what happens. Yeah. Go for it. Go. In Russia, the oligarch title goes back to the fall of the Soviet union. 
when business owners competed sometimes violently to gain control of industrial infrastructure previously owned by the state, right? I think that's kind of got that, right? <clears throat> These businessmen became ultra wealthy and became, uh, or I should say, and because of their new holdings, were able to manipulate government. This is kind of that political influence, right? Because yeah. they have all this infrastructure, the, you know, what the steel, the oil, the whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and so, so now right these, now, if anyone keeping score at home, it's still a one-to-one with uh, our billionaires and, <laughs> and the Russian oligarchs. I, let's wait. Let's get to the divergence. I, I'm enjoying this. So yeah. So one point America, one point Russia. Let's go. I, I, so maybe, I mean, all right. So I, I won't argue yet because I don't want to go off on a tangent because I, I feel like I would take that bait. So the businessmen, <laughs> these businessmen constitute an oligarchy, an oligarchy, a system of government in which a small group of people are in charge, these oligarchs. So like they are running the show. They own everything that you would typically imagine a government would own. Um, Now, by the time Putin began his presidency in 2000, the government, run in part by oligarchs, and I guess what, like Boris um, Yeltsin, is that? Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting. Yeah, in my head, it's Boris Nelson, but I don't think that's right. No. Now now you're like tongue-tying me. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get it right now. Boris Yeltsin, yeah, Yeltsin. I got it right. Yep. <clears throat> Yeltsin, yeah, you, yeah. So you were close. Well, Boris Nelson is the current prime minister of the UK. No, no, no. Oh well, I'm I'm going to edit that. <laughs> Who's <is> that? <laughs> Boris Johnson. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Boris the Bullet Dodger. Mm-hmm. Do you know where that's from? No. Snatch. Okay. Well, you continue right. your streak of obscure reference. You don't come on. It's a good movie. I, I enjoyed Snatch. I just don't remember any lines from it. But yeah. My God. All right. Well, anyway, so it's 2000. Putin becomes president. The country's run in part by oligarchs. They were, had manipulation over the government with Boris, um, but the government was highly dysfunctional. So Putin went to work centralizing his authority and moving the oligarchs out of politics. I can only imagine the, the tactics deployed. But some of them fled, some of them were exiled, others remained but agreed to stay out of politics. No more of that running the country for them. Today's Russian oligarchs at home and abroad no longer are in charge of the government. And an oligarch in that, in that respect is now something of a misnomer. So my question, if that is true, according to this NPR article, is that have we all been duped into thinking that today's wealthy Russian businessmen have more political influence than they actually have? We have. Are we mistaking them for their 1990s predecessors, and therefore the sanctions are not as effective as we think? Yeah, I think I think that, I think that's absolutely correct. That's accurate. I think that we've all um, misunderstood historically what's occurred in terms of the oligarchs, and that's a massive retraction and a very important retraction. And I 100% agree with this retraction because I also continued reading. <laughs> after our last episode <laughs> and i was like oh they all have his money he doesn't uh like yeah, they don't have their own money it's just all putin's money so i was like well i guess they, you have no control if he's your if he's your your uh what do you call it your your sugar daddy basically putin is the oligarch sugar daddy so you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you so yeah yeah it doesn't matter i mean yeah. you could you could say if they had a spine 
you know, since they have the money and he has to sort of like, you know, get it back from them when he needs to to, to uh, live his lavish lifestyle. Which is what a phone call to the head of the bank to make that wire transaction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're just uh, they're they're essentially launderers. That's what the, the modern oligarchs are, as opposed to the in control. So they're actually they have less say than our billionaires. So so technically our billionaires in their ability to manipulate government are closer to the original title of an oligarch than Russia's oligarchs. I know what I was going to say is if this political influence criteria has been diminished from running the government to simply having influence, because I think that's a key difference, right? Mm -hmm. Not running the government, you may have influenced lobbying or whatever it is, but you don't control the government. You're not running it. Then a lot of countries have wealthy citizens with outsized political sway compared to a normal citizen. I guess so. I mean, I feel, I feel like, and then you know, I mean, it's a bit naive to to sort of say that you know our billionaires just well just influence government. Well, no, I would say outsized influence for sure. Right. I mean, where then where how where does it stop? Like you know, like do you do you actually? Because I mean, again, even when the oligarchs were in their heyday, well, I think it's different Russia when you get into president. the. What's that one organization that like writes the bills and then like congressmen, senators just kind of sign them? They're actually like writing bills for industry. Like, I think that's approaching it. But that's done, again, more through an organization than any one individual. Like I said, many hands make light work. I mean, just because you have a sophisticated system to funnel your influence, does that make you any less in charge? I mean, that's fair. I mean, come on now. Come on now. But I kind of I I don't know. I, I wanted to bring that up. That's really it. But um, cool. I, I did want to bring that up because we were wrestling back and forth between what's an oligarch. And uh, I didn't yeah. I didn't really I didn't know that political switch of like actually controlling the government to just yeah. being this businessman. And um, and then how weak our sanctions may actually be, mm-hmm. which is why maybe Putin's not such a madman that I don't care if my my life. Maybe his life really doesn't depend on this. He's just not even pressured at all. Yeah. And he's just doing what he wants, buying time, making us think that like, you I mean, know, one, it, you, one, he, mm-hmm. one, he has to keep going to like, well, he can't we stop. have left him no choice. Like he can't stop. Like that seems yeah. all just more fictitious now. What, that he can't stop? Or you mean in terms of what, what part of that is fictitious now? It sounds like a little bit of all of it is. One is that he's not feeling any pressure. At least not anywhere near what we think. Right, right. Two, it's not like the oligarchs are going to turn on him. Right. So it's not like this all or nothing scenario. He's just simply doing what he wants. And he's not a madman because he's putting himself in that situation. He knows full well that he has very little risk. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you look at it on paper, sure. We, I, I don't want to say that we don't know. I mean, because yeah, that's true. I mean, I read an the Russian Russian companies are suffered. Whether how that, you know, how that affects Putin as a president of the country or the dictator, you know, of the country. I don't, I don't necessarily know. At some point you would assume that the finances would start to harm if the country's currency is bottoming out and companies find it very difficult to survive. Um, you would, you'd hope it's not being supplemented by anyone like China. And, and then that, that very well could be it. It's like, yeah, it, 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 is Putin silly enough to have like, you know, are his assets even in, the Russian currency, you know, <laughs> where his I assets read, exactly, you know, I read that China is now like walling off their financial dependency from the West to prep in case this ever happens to them or something. Okay. So like they're gearing up for that. So it's just like, it's a possible, if there's that alliance that is no longer, or we do that has 
diminished dependency on Western financial systems. Hmm. You know, what do we do? What, I mean, we might that? find out more. I mean, I, I was actually surprised with how forthcoming majority of the media outlets were when it came to the gas, to the, um, the Russians, the oil sanctions from Im- importing Russian oil. Uh, everyone's sort of like, it's very symbolic because we've, we've moved off of having that be, you know, one of our uh, larger ways in which we get we get oil uh, internally because we're actually nearly energy independent for the most part. Well, it was something uh, like two percent. I'm, I'm going to make this up. Like yeah, yeah. But it was a small percentage. Russia, but but remember that percentage. Twitter commenter on our account hmm. who was uh, commenting on one of our posts had said something along the lines of, "Yeah, and that two percent is all industrial oil. It never right. enters the country. It's right. per- so this import thing doesn't actually stop any purchasing." of Russian oil. All of that goes to industrial complexes outside of our country. Right. We're still buying. So it's really not disrupting anything. Right. right. Which I think I'm saying that that was still a mainstream. So if he's sort of narrative as well in that, if if the guy and I did ask him for a citation and he said at an old job he worked for, he's an analyst and he did some kind of uh, research and that's what came across. So he doesn't have a citation to share. But that's what he came across. So you know, but it's on Twitter, MSNBC. Like Twitter. I'm not. I mean, the news outlets have been parroting have been parroting the oh, okay. exact same um, uh, narrative as well. So, so I would say he's not alone. I mean, even if he does have citations, maybe they're all. Maybe they saw his tweet, <laughs> and everyone's just going with what this dude. I like said, to but... think that MSNBC reports on our comment section. So yeah, that actually makes sense. Well, he might have I said it somewhere it. else. Maybe somewhere a little. No, bit no, no. Better. He definitely is. Ex- to us we, oh, we, oh, we got oh, it. that was an yeah. exclusive okay. yeah that was an exclusive comment for sure got you got you yeah got you. exclusive uh yeah so so there's that yeah but it's important to to notice to to note that i mean i i have had the ukraine is has become slightly more disheartening to me um and, and i'm sure to most people uh i will say that maybe i have slightly tweaked my grandstand philosophy about non-intervention non you know just not doing wars whatsoever uh i th- did you buy did you buy stock in the in a defense company no of course not of course oh. not <laughs> <laughs> no so no. i acquired 150 shares of <laughs> of uh so i like miss blackwell whatever blackwell honeysuckle the uh <laughs> blackrock uh so I, I, here's my issue. My, my my the problem that I'm having right now, and this is what's the philosophical quandary that's got me all in a tizzy. Listening to Zelensky shop around, basically do the tour, almost like you know, like he's some sort of um, exotic animal, to every world parliament, begging them to, to help. <laughs> <laughs> literally a, i mean that's the american way that's like and, what the senate does right the con- and, congress does that like come to us and beg and we'll hear you yeah yeah and and to watch everyone just sort of say we're we're so proud of you you're so brave you're so brave for taking this on your own we we're in awe of your bravery uh here's some money <laughs> Go home and lose, please. Like quick and quickly. Could you please finish this so that we, the markets and everything, can get back to the way it was? Your your little country is the true. Like I mean, it, it's just it's your the connection's cynic- bad. Could you restart your router? <laughs> it's the cynicism that I came into this with. That maybe Ukraine is a sacrificial lamb, and it's you know we we will give them up to Russia to appease. I don't want to go all the way out and say that because I mean, look, we're sending billions of dollars. I mean, this is it, the amount of money in the, that we're sending to the Ukraine is is, is wild. trillions in Afghanistan. 
yeah, but I mean, that was a war of our literally our own making and of full interest to our country. But I'm, um, it's it's not about that, though. It's about like how consequential is it to us? Billions? I mean, I don't know. When you spend trillions, it's just like, okay, it's you a lot to you and me. But well, I don't know what it is to the U.S. government. Well, you'd like, assume how significant is it? Well, you'd assume that it has to have some significance, considering we would not spend that money to give people money during the pandemic. We we, yeah, we, we spend seven hundred and fifty billion on defense in a yeah, year. Yeah, which I, which I complain about all the time. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, but I'm saying though that's that, and you saw the pie chart, which I'm going to release one of these days to everyone. It does the mandatory and discretionary spending. There's actually other things bigger than defense spending that we spend money on. Yes. And but I mean, my question is, when you talk about what, two billion, three, what is it, 10 billion? Like, these are enormous amounts of money, but in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but we won't spend them discretionarily on our own people. That That's the that's what yeah, because you won't get rallied support like you do for this. Yeah. I, I, look, look, no doubt about that. Look, there's politics all over this. OK, but I, I just feel that. Why do we spend the, why do we spend the money? I mean, look, Ukraine. But look, I've, I look, I've had friends that have said this over and over again. And I think this is it's a fantastic point. And I think that, you know, a lot of people on Twitter have probably been spewing, spewing the same same thing. You know, spewing what yes, I just said spew. or what you're going to say? Well, well, well it's, I'm just saying not what you're saying. I'm I, don't saying like that. I don't like the word spewing well, to describe. Well, what I, I, I just like to throw it out. I'm just saying, well, look, it's it's, it's just I always have to have a negative connotation. I feel like it can, no, it can be visceral. I often spew. No, I it's, had this fantastic wine the other day. I, I spewed, spewed it, all. it all over somebody. I I felt yeah. I was so elated with the with the with the vintage and the tannins <laughs> that I just spewed it all over the waitress. Yes, that's always positive <laughs> association. Uh, the waitress was like, "Hmm, it's a good." Year. Thank you for spewing. Yeah, I've never been spewed on like that before. <laughs> I don't know where you're going. Uh, try to keep it. Try to keep it PG. Be, be, wow. be, be, <laughs> the I I feel that what is the point of the money in terms of all that defense? What is the point of our defense spending if we cannot protect? You know, they're, they're not true NATO allies, but I mean, we're that's the thing. It's like you're saying. It's like because of this weird paper distinction of you know they Are never actually me? made it. I know. Are I'm, you kidding I, I'm me? I'm trying to say that I'm I I I feel. I don't feel great about this, but I but it is sort of like if if you what is the money for? What is the purpose of having such an outsized budget? Like, yeah, what what are we saving it for? What is the point of it? Like, what is it? What is the, want, what are we trying to I want do with you, it? Yeah, I, I want know. you to edit in our first episode when I brought that up, just a piece of paper and your response to me and then play it right after <laughs> what you just said. Right before what you just said, I could find it. I don't, I don't know if I had the time to go. Good look Lord. Look, look, I, I, I was wrong. I don't want to I, listen. I'm not. I'm, I, I'm, I'm I was teasing. wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. Well, I, know, look, I'm just, I feel I feel like I, I, I was don't wrong. Ever want, I don't ever want to put people down for changing their mind. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I feel like my mind, my mind is not. I'm, I'm changing it in terms of. The watch. The thing is, we watch this kind of suffering all over the global south all the time and that's and i think that's what's unique about it is that even in europe we're willing to turn a blind eye and sort of say that's not our problem while pretending like it is our problem and that is befuddling i mean i'm actually a little awestruck at our ability to uh, to sit outside of such a an intentional targeted killing of civilians in europe and and it's it's one thing when you're looking at it with brown people, you just you know you just default to well we're racist. 
but what is Eastern European? Submit that and move on. Yeah, well, I mean, I, well, how we're else still, are you going to get up in the morning? We're still dealing with that, you know. You're we're saying, still dealing with that. How are you going to get up in the morning if you if you if you get bogged down by every every uh, you know every stone in the pond? And and I think that it's that's that's wild to me, and uh, and it's definitely got me thinking in terms of you know what is our purpose? What what is the point of the United States? Like if we. I don't understand why we constantly espouse that we are the guard dogs of the world and we it is our job to be out there if we really are not if that's not really what we're about and we're not about it. I mean clearly we're not about it. We're not about sacrificing our own country and the our own safety uh to protect uh you know the the sanctity the that's the sovereignty of of a nation that is on the same continent as as uh, as the, as as Europe for instance. And, and the thing is, we're not alone, right? Poland could go in. Poland hates Russians. I mean, they they it, Poland Poland wanted to go in. I mean, that was the whole uh, jet fiasco. Poland could go in without us. Germany could go in. They could say, you know what? We don't need the U.S. We're just going to go in on our on our own. And, and you know, if either the U.S. comes and helps us and joins us, or they or they sit this one out, you know. So it's it's not it's not all on us because no one else is going in, and no one's going to go in unless we go in. So. Yeah, no, I mean, that's my whole point in the beginning is that it's not just us. It's us and 29 other nations that could that could easily handle this easily, but we can handle the situation. And if I you know, there's a lot of people saying, well, you didn't do it then and here, but we did do it in certain places. And I don't want to argue that because we did something bad in the past that we should keep repeating it. I think that the world, not just the U.S., should ensure that nations remain sovereign and that others don't expand by violent measures. It's just Again, a personal philosophy that expansionism by force is bad. It causes nothing but suffering. There's no justification for it. And yeah, we should do it in on any continent. And like you said before, many hands make light work. It shouldn't be all on us to do it. Yeah, and it's what it's 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 a matter of, you know, it's like chicken. It's like no one no one wants to be the first. <laughs> but then- yeah, but if we have such determination with uh, you know, any we we protect every inch of NATO, you know, just expand that expand that mindset to the world and say like you can't do that anymore yeah well it's not we you never got it in writing uh-huh uh-huh he didn't writing just yeah. do it anyway yeah so it's got me down a little bit uh, not a little bit it's got me down more so because of the fact that you know it, it I, I never expected that i never expected the president of a, of a country that's being invaded to literally have to do uh like a book tour uh, going around to every single type of democratic parliament throughout Europe to say, "Hey, could 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 you legislate? Can you spare, can, can you spare some change? <laughs> basically, basically, dude. Just can I bomb a cigarette off you guys? He's just dress up like Santa Claus, daughter Bell, and just start ringing it outside of. Uh, Maybe he of, should of get one of those parliament. like full body musical instruments where he's like clanging symbols on his knees, <laughs> and he's got the drum on his back, and he can just walk around and entertain for change. I just think no, it's, it's just yeah, it, it it's it's it's. it's it's absurd. It would be absurd. And I want to be careful with this because it would be absurd under any circumstance. But the fact that they're a pre-NATO member, the fact that, that we had military there, the fact that like we ran out of there to avoid this, like we could have just stayed and been like Putin, like balls in your court, dude, we're here. Like, don't touch could've. us. Could've. I mean, it's it's just a. That actually probably would have been the smarter move to be. I mean, I, I think if you're if we were to revisit it in hindsight, maybe historians probably would say that that was probably the biggest mistake we made was leaving. If we'd stayed and let them invade and kill U.S. soldiers, 
I, you, you'd have the defensive pact. And, and again, it's, I think it's, it's the, definitely the fear that no one wants a nuclear war. So you'd, you'd run, you're, you're, you're basically when well, we left back to like, do you really think that he wants that, that Ukraine is worth him? Annihil- he would, the Russia would not survive. He would take out portions of the world. Uh, how many, I don't know, but they wouldn't survive. Like, what would be the point? It's just like, mm. I don't know. I don't think he's a madman. I think he's very, well, I mean, I if, yeah, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna run on that on that thread, that little thread right, that thread right there, then yeah, then we made a mistake. We made a mistake by leaving. We should have just stayed and said, you know, your your move. And if you're saying, you know, he he's rational, he would have been like, you know what, screw it, it's not worth it. I mean, instead, rational, rational is like, I don't think it's rational to invade, but I understand like his mindset to a degree, and I just don't know. Like, it's a heck of a gamble to say it's Ukraine or nothing. Like, all right. The world will never know because here we are, and it doesn't look like doesn't look like the cavalry's coming. I was saying that I want I wish I was a, a, a GIF master. I wish I could create GIFs very well because my ideal GIF to express how I feel right now would be to put Zelensky's head on Mel Gibson's head as William Wallace in the battle where the 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 nobles turned their back on him and then you put all the like the US and all their presidents like on the horses as they wow. as he's waving the flag to 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 signal for them to charge and they just don't turn limit around. it to that do, do 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 the full video do you remember when Trump lost and Biden won and they did the Avengers Endgame scene yes where all the armies were coming in yeah. or they even did one with Lord of the Rings when Gandalf came over the mountain with the sun on his back right you, yeah. you just do a full length video like that and yeah do the Braveheart thing but don't don't limit yourself to just a few seconds oh so I should have Zelensky survive this and then it's like the scene where he climbs into the bedroom of the main lord of the main noble. And like, and I don't, I don't want to offend any country. So I guess I, I put a, a you know, some country that's betrayed. Him, I don't know who <laughs> <laughs> put them there with a mace in his hand. Is that, is that what you're saying? Just do the full on. Full I mean, on. I don't think you have to go that far. I think you, you can buy yourself a few extra seconds. You don't have to make it, you know, a whole scene, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, no. No, I got a little if, thing. If you got a little thing, yeah, why not finish? This I got a little, thing. a little thing. All right. So we've talked about dinosaurs before on here, right? And I've mm-hmm. had my image shattered of them, I think, a few times on the pod. Not going to get into it, listeners, but uh, refer- reference some of our older episodes and you'll get an idea of what I'm talking about. But here's a medieval image breaker. Medieval, hor- medieval war horses were smaller than modern day ponies. No way. Did you, did you know that? I thought that they were small. Horses were smaller in Europe. I did actually think that. Yes. Like there was like a, a special breed of horse, but I thought it was stocky. Like it was small, but really stocky. So I don't, it, the article does not speak to it's, it's girth. It's girth? It's, it's, it does not. It does children. Not. <laughs> Fully reasonable words. Okay. You got some hashtags go, for this episode. Go on. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, I, for some reason, Dave Chappelle's "Killing Him Softly" uh, stand-up just flashed in my head when he was talking about like the Monica Lewinsky trial, and he's like, "Honey, grab the pop- popcorn, turn on, the, turn down the lights. The news is on." Um, I don't know if you remember the part I'm talking about. But I do remember anyway, the part you talked about. Small that's reference, a, that's another maybe obscure. obscure reference, less obscure, yeah. less obscure. 
And that's subjective. That's subjective. Okay. A, a random stand-up versus like movies. You mean sure. one of the one of the greatest, like one of the most popular stand-ups that. of all time. Yeah. I can argue that. All right, but I, I do want to let that sink in. Take mm-hmm. a moment to visualize a knight decked out in armor riding a pony, regardless right. of girth. Mm-hmm. So between 300 and 1650, um, rather than large horses, which were six feet tall, they found more, most horses were under four feet tall. That's incredibly is, tiny. That That's that's almost unbelievable, to be fair. It's funny, isn't it? it it's, I, you it know what I thought of when I It definitely turns everything into a bit of, I mean, it's like a Monty Python sketch at the end of the day. Well, I thought of that, but I couldn't really like nail down the scene. I, I did think of that because the coconuts and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but I thought of, uh, you may hate this reference, but the Hobbit trilogy with mm-hmm. the dwarves riding the hogs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of like that um, mm. and how, you know, I funny. I can't believe that. That's Isn't crazy. That crazy. Because how could, the, are they trying to, armor so still weighed a ton. So here, this horse could hold that up. This might speak to your girth argument. Okay. So it's not like the large horses don't exist. They did. However, it's thought that they were actually bred for temperament and for physical characteristics rather than being large. I was thinking maybe because people were just shorter and it was easier to get on and off these things because they were shorter back then. Yeah, but, they, um, they, but it's like, thought that these, like still like five, seven, five, eight. Or did you ever about. go to like a colonial thing? Doorways are super short. I don't know what it was like in 300. I mean, I don't know. Mm, okay, go on. Um, but uh, it's thought that different war horses were used for various tactical advantages. So um, they, I guess there's like a variety of different horses. How tall? I don't know. But um, it seems like for different reasons, for different reasons and offenses, they would use these different horses. But in general, they were all under four feet tall. Now, it did say that there were six foot horses. It did say that they were rare, but they existed, but they were less rare towards the tail end in like 15, 1600s. So, you know, this medieval period is pretty vast. Yeah, so it was almost over at that point because you you have you you still you you basically have the beginnings in the late 1500s of uh of um what is what is it gunpowder you you start you start seeing gunpowder start appearing on battlefields so i mean it's like the end of the period so no they um even if there were larger ones there they it seems like they intentionally bred them to be this short for various reasons Mm. again i don't know um but i just yeah just another like image shattering thing yeah that's upending that upends everything what i'm enjoying is i'm thinking of the last duel and then thinking of ben affleck on a little tiny pony. Is that worth seeing now? Can you watch it with that in mind? If you put Ben Affleck on a My Little Pony. Director's cut. Director's cut. Director's cut. You put him on a My Little Pony. I will watch that. With some braids. Braid his hair. Braid braid the pony's hair. Pony's yeah, got yeah. braided hair. Polka dots. I'll watch that. Who said My Little Ponies are for girls? Not if you're a brony. Turn Ben Affleck into a brony. I'll watch that movie. That um, is that is that is. I'm 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 trying to play it cool, but I'm actually. It's it's a godsmack. Um, the imagery. I would love for someone now to do a more a realistic, accurate. I love it when they do that, and I think that that's something. Ridley Scott, get on it. Yeah, I know. I know you listen, Ridley. Braveheart, Braveheart, read you ponies. <laughs> With Mel Gibson riding I, up and down the column, yelling "Freedom" on a little pony. I think Sterling, yeah, the whole Sterling Bridge scene where they where they ride the little ponies. It's 
a whole horde of little ponies. little ponies in, into the into the mat into the uh the extra long uh spears uh i i don't know i feel like you'd feel bad you you just you'd actually wouldn't be rooting for the scots at that point you'd be like why are you being so cruel <laughs> these men are on tiny dogs basically these are just large dogs and they're riding into battle i i can't even i mean if you really think about it too it, it I always did wonder how you could get someone clad in such heavy armor up onto a horse that high. It would actually make more sense if the horse was relatively sm- was yeah was relatively small because it makes it easier to get on with uh, with that kind of armor. It actually, would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Another callback to a previous episode, which is the what's this callback to? Will you change your Dungeons and Dragons gameplay now to incorporate Little Ponies? Absolutely. I mean. I'm playing a gnome, so I'm already trying to look for a donkey. Well, but now I know that now my, you don't you don't need a donkey. I don't now. need a donkey. You can't that, have a horse. I'm going to go back. Yeah, I actually this might upend the entire Dungeons and Dragons. World. Oh, wow. You should mutiny against the DM and I, say, I found a little horse. Horses are not big, and we need to augment all the statistics that we apply to them. They are tiny little creatures, little cute, <laughs> tiny little they fairy. Are- fragile animals they are fragile little animals well i i do wish they spoke more to uh, how stocky they might have been because they they might have had the the uh sort of the the build of like a clydesdale kind of thing going on where like they had to remind the dm to use the word girth to describe your little pony i mean i think you're you know you're just you're just running with it now you you just want that rating you just want us to get a a, some sort of strike on, on the podcast platform somewhere anywho that's a cool story. I I'm, uh, I, I kind of want yeah. I want to look it up. I want to revisit it. I I wish we could. Do, I hope you could do a marketing piece with uh, you know how they do uh, the sketchings like a rendering of what this might have looked like. I hope that you could find one. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, and then probably take it down immediately because we don't have the right to use it. But yeah, yeah, I will do that. All right, maybe All I'll right. sketch it. Maybe I'll sketch it out. I think you can little, do it. A I believe in you. Pony. I believe in you. Little, little tiny little thing. Have your children do it. Just have try a little try a little pony. I'll just trace horses, but leave body parts out and just make sure it's shrunk. If you redid so many movies, a Knight's Tale would be hilarious. What would be another good one? What would be any jousting? What has jousting? For instance, is just ridiculous. Game of Thrones would even be. I mean, think of the knight. I mean, think of the mountain. On a tight, tight little horse, that alone would be worth its worth remaking. I would actually rewatch the series if they came back and re- just re-edited tiny horses for everyone. I would go back and watch it as, as atrocious the ending was. I'd be like, it's worth it. It's worth sit sit through and watch a six foot five man on a on this little tiny horse. We need George Lucas and Steven Spielberg to redo a bunch of movies like they did with Star Wars. Yeah. To insert little ponies. Little ponies, ATATs, uh enhanced music scenes for the uh, pubs. I actually am wondering if Scandinavian horses were as tiny because that would be interesting too if you were to talk about the Viking age and how Vikings invaded uh England. So you bring up an interesting one, right? So apparently if their horses were larger. The tallest horse from the Norman period 1066 to 1075. Mhm was around that like six footish type thing okay five, six feet so they were so they were they were taller horses by that point. um from that area but again later in that period still the early period a lot of the horses were tiny. small and then i guess within that small stock they were bred with certain characteristics in mind hmm. 
Uh, so yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. All right. So so by 1066, you're really getting the so the last duel would have had large horses at that point. I don't when did that take place? I forget. I don't know. You saw the movie. I know I'm not good with dates. No, yeah, well, clearly. Jamie, where can they find us? At Retraction Media. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Keep those comments coming. We referenced a few today. And uh tell your friends and family about the pod. Rate us on your favorite podcasting platform. And with that, a very spewy, girthy out. Are oh, you gonna neigh? Neigh like a pony. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Ah, uh, attraction.